This is Messages from the Middle. I'm Wendy Parrish. This is episode number 46, All You Need is Agape. Have you noticed that people don't usually share their struggles until they're over? It's not until they've defeated their dragon and marched victoriously home that they share their story. Well, I'm not one of those people. My name is Wendy Parrish, and I am in the middle of my story. From the middle, I've learned a few things, and I would like to bring you into my story. This is the good, the struggle, the light, the dark, and the lessons learned. This is Messages from the Middle. Hello and welcome to the episode. I need to apologize. I am a day late on this drop and I'm sure you guys are all just been like, where is the episode? But I have just been dealing with migraines and it just put me off. But I am determined to put out a podcast every week. So we are a day late, but I hope it was worth the wait. I'm actually super excited for this episode. I've had it in my head for quite a while and I was pretty excited. (laughs) This is so funny to say. As I was writing the episode, I was pretty excited with the way it comes together. I don't know if anybody knows what I'm talking about. I'm sure you do when you're creating something, when you're doing something and sometimes you're just like, ah, whatever. But other times you're kind of like, I kind of like this. This is kind of working for me. This episode, because this is the last episode before Valentine's Day, is about love. When you're grappling with mental health challenges, external factors often wield a significant influence over our day-to-day emotional state. It's like you're untethered or ungrounded and information in the news or negative things people say, hearing about natural disasters or complicated relationships all take their turn pushing you around until you feel bruised and battered. And I was thinking about what the defense is against this pummeling by the negative things surrounding us. What can we use as our tether? And I don't know what the answer is for everyone, but I'll tell you what I came up with for me. And it's going to sound simple and maybe a little bit cliche, but you know, cliches are cliches for a reason. And that is love. And I know it sounds simple, but if you really think about it, it's not. Because love is so much more than that one little word would make it sound. Love is huge and multidimensional. It's deep and it's so much more than a word you use in a love song or the word you use to put your kids to bed every night. So what is love really? Love is often defined by most people as a feeling of intense affection. Love may deepen the bonds between friends or turn a casual romantic relationship into a long-term commitment. Love may change and evolve. And on a physical level, love releases chemicals in the brain that cause happy feelings, feelings of joy. Many times recognizing that you love another person is one of life's most memorable and impactful moments. Love can exist between two people who are in a close romantic relationship. However, it can also be felt or expressed towards family 
and friendships and in love for oneself. With a broad range of applications, it can be helpful to define love in the varied ways that the ancient Greeks defined love. The Greeks had, I believe, eight different words for love. That's eight words that describe the different types of love available to us. And knowing the different types of love might just help you open your heart and find the love you need to ground yourself in this painful world. I said that the Greeks had eight words for love. I am not going to do all eight. I kind of cherry picked my favorite ones or the ones that I think are the most important. And as you learn about the different types of love, you may find that there's an overlap. For example, you may feel both pragma and phila for your partner, or you'll feel storge for your mom and your best friend. P.S. These are Greek words, so I actually did have to look up some pronunciations. So here's hoping I'm doing it right. So I started with my favorite, philia, which is authentic friendship. Philia is that deep soul-to-soul connection. It's about finding that person who lifts you up, cheers you on, and keeps it real with you. The stuff true friendships are made of. Whether it's your ride-or-die bestie or your romantic partner, Philia is all about wanting nothing but the best for each other. So picture this. You and your friend or your partner are sharing core values like love, faith, and honesty and create a bond that's as strong as it is beautiful. It's like destiny brought you together, but it's the choices you make every day that keep that connection alive and thriving. To really embrace philia, you've got to be all in. It's about putting the other person first and showing up for them and nurturing that bond with genuine care and attention. And let me tell you, when you invest in philia, you're investing in a love that's going to last a lifetime. There's nothing more beautiful than that. And when I think about philia, I do think about people and friends that I have in my life that I haven't seen in years. But when I see them again or talk to them again, it's like no time has passed or we still just have that bond or connection. And that is one of the things that I just adore about Philia and the friends I have in my life. And I love that I can honestly sit here and say that my best friend is my husband. Like when we talk about our trips and our plans and the things we're going to do, it's like there's nobody else I'd rather do these things with. And to me, that's a lot like winning the lottery. So let's move on to Ludus. Think of it as that cute, playful kind of love. The kind that makes your heart skip a beat and gives you that little dopamine boost. Do you know what I'm talking about? Ludus is all about innocence and fun. And it can bring some serious joy into your life. Especially in those early stages of meeting somebody and flirtation. And Ludus might seem a bit surface level at first glance, but don't underestimate its power. It's like the starting point for something deeper and more meaningful. And there's nothing wrong with a little Ludus, right? You see, Ludus is all about those early stages of a relationship. The butterflies, the giggles, all the good stuff. 
It's like dipping your toes into the pool of love and testing the waters and seeing where things might go. But Ludus has the potential to grow into something truly beautiful over time. So if you're just starting to explore a new connection, don't be afraid to lean into Ludus and let those flirtatious vibes lead the way. Who knows? It might be the beginning of something amazing. And it's really funny for me to write about that and talk about that because I had to go back pretty far. My husband and I have been together since we were 16. So I don't want to do the math on how many years it's been since I've been all flirty giggly, but I've witnessed it. I've seen it recently and I remember it. It's fun. And then we have Euros. Euros is romantic love. It's the Greek word for that head over heels, butterflies in your stomach, can't get enough of each other kind of love. It's all that romantic, passionate connection that sets your soul on fire. It's the feeling you have when you meet someone and there's a spark and a chemistry that you just can't ignore. That is Euros in action. It's that magnetic pull that draws you to someone, making you crave them. Euros isn't just about physical attraction. It goes deeper than that, tapping into the very essence of who you are. It's like finding your soulmate or your perfect match, the one who completes you in every way possible. So if you're lucky enough to experience Euros, embrace it. It's a beautiful, exhilarating journey. And the thing that's really cool is if you lean into Euros with the right person, it can grow and blossom and turn into a combination of philia and pragma and agape, a deeper love with many different facets. So let's talk about pragma, since I've already mentioned it. Pragma is known as that everlasting kind of love. It's all about commitment. And it It's what keeps those long-term romances going strong. Pragma is like the gold standard of love for many couples out there. So picture this, you're in a relationship where you and your partner have each other's back no matter what, and trust and support are just the name of the game. And while you still might have those playful, flirty moments, that's Ludus, and those fiery, passionate sparks, again, Euros, Pragma takes things to a whole new level. With Pragma, you're in it for the long haul. You're not just in it for the butterflies and excitement. You're in it for the deep, meaningful connection and the promise of forever. So if you're all about that commitment and that unwavering support, Pragma just might be the love language that you're looking for. And the cool thing about these words for love is a lot of them flow together and lead to the next version. And you can keep the last version while moving into another. And that's why now we're going to talk about storge. That's right. Looked it up. Storge is familial love. Just picture the beautiful ties you share with your kids or parents or siblings or your grandparents or the people that you've chosen as family. That feeling is storge. 
It's the natural, deep-rooted love you feel towards the people in your inner circle. Storge is like second nature. Think about that undeniable bond a mama has with her babies the moment they come into the world. It is impossible to describe unless you've experienced it or you've been in the room and watched a baby be born. It's like your heart just cracks wide open and you experience a love that you didn't know existed before that moment. It's those tight-knit family moments or the soul-deep connection between besties. When you're wrapped up in storge love, it's like your heart just knows what to do. You're all about looking out for each other, always there to lift up and support. And let me tell you, having that solid, dependable crew based in storge is a game changer. Research even shows that strong social connections like these can do wonders for your mental well-being. Storge is the key to unlocking that sense of belonging and community that we all crave. Okay, so for the next one, I got two different pronunciations. So I'm going to give you both. We're going to talk about flautia or other pronunciation, flausha. Flausha is self-love. And it's the kind of self-love that's all about cherishing and honoring yourself from the inside out. It's not about being self-absorbed or narcissistic. It's about embracing who you truly are and showing yourself the kindness and compassion you deserve. Falautia, falautia, falautia is like giving yourself a big warm hug from the inside. It's about recognizing your worth and your strength and your beauty, both inside and out. It's about speaking to yourself with love and kindness, just like you would to your closest friends. Falausha, I don't know, I need to pick one, don't I? Falausha isn't always easy, especially in a world that's constantly telling us we're not good enough. Practicing self-love can be a radical act of defiance. But let me tell you, when you choose to love yourself unconditionally, it's like unlocking a whole new level of joy and fulfillment in your life. So go out there and embrace Falausia and watch yourself bloom into a beautiful, confident person. The person you are and the person that you're meant to be. I know this one is hard, especially when you suffer from different forms of mental illness. Having ADHD has made it very hard for me to feel and find self-love because I feel like there is something fundamentally wrong with me. Having had reoccurring depression throughout my life, having had all of these different challenges is really, I just, I blame me for everything that's wrong and For some reason, I'm convinced that if I can just hate myself enough, it'll get better. Or I think even more, it's just that I feel like I need to acknowledge everything that's wrong with me as an apology. Like, I know, I know, I'm sorry. Yes, I know. There's things wrong with me. I'm so sorry. But truthfully, if you think about the people that shine, that you're drawn to, that you just know are so kind and loving, 
They love themselves from the inside out. They don't say things to themselves they would never say to another human being. And your brain is always listening to yourself. It's always listening. So be very aware of the thoughts you have about yourself and really work towards this kind of self-love. Have your own back. Show yourself love and compassion and care. And then I saved my favorite and honestly what I believe is the most important one for last. And that is agape or unconditional love. Agape is the kind of love that knows no bounds, no conditions, just pure, unconditional acceptance. It's the love that sees you for who you truly are, flaws and all, and loves you fiercely anyway. Agape is like a warm, comforting embrace from the universe itself, reminding you that you are worthy. You are enough, exactly as you are. And it offers that same love to others, loving other people warts and all. It's loving those people in your life, not despite their flaws, but because of their flaws. You see, agape is the kind of love that transcends all boundaries and barriers. It's the love that says, I've got your back no matter what. It's the love that shows up for you in your darkest moments, holding you close and whispering words of comfort and encouragement. Why is agape so important? It's because agape is the foundation upon which all other forms of love are built. Without agape, we wouldn't be able to experience the deep connections and meaningful relationships that bring so much joy and fulfillment to our lives. And here's the important, crucial kicker. Agape isn't just good for our relationships. It's crucial for our mental health and well-being. When we embrace agape and extend that same unconditional love to ourselves and others, we create a sense of belonging, of acceptance that can heal even the deepest wounds. So let's make agape our guiding light and watch as our lives and our hearts overflow with love, joy, and abundance. So if you're looking to make a real difference in the world, in your world, your universe inside of you, and the world around you, start practicing agape. Start practicing agape for yourself and for others. Show up with kindness, with empathy, with an open heart, and watch as you create ripples of love and positivity that touches the lives of everyone around you. There is nothing more powerful or more beautiful than that. Okay, so maybe you're like me, or maybe I'm the only one, but I'm going to put this out there anyway. Maybe you feel all of this, everything that I'm talking about, like you feel it in your bones, but also you find unconditional love hard Maybe it's hard for you to find unconditional love for yourself or for someone in your life. So first, let me say, if you are not just like all agape, unconditional loving person, 
that's okay. Life is a process. We are all here on this earth to learn and to grow and to become better. And if we had it all figured out, then we maybe we might find life boring. But I would kind of like to test that theory at some point. (laughs) Just maybe have it all figured out and see if I get bored. I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I would. I may never find out. Love is one thing that we talk about and that we say and that we feel in its many different forms. But then there are some forms of love that are hard to come by. There are people in our lives that are hard to love. First, I just want to say that it is worth knowing that love is the best feeling. And it's a feeling we should all want and desire. Love is not what hurts. The loss of love hurts, but love in itself is not what hurts you. Love is hopeful. Love is kind. Love is uplifting. Love is joyful. And yes, there are times it is very hard to feel loving feelings towards people. And that's okay. One more time, I just want to say that's okay. So once again, I want to offer you a formula that can help you to create more of these loving feelings and help you to navigate this emotion when it is hard for you. So the first thing, we talk about this a lot, is awareness. Awareness is everything. So often we just go through life on autopilot and we are not aware of the ways that we are speaking to ourselves or the thoughts or even the things we're saying to other people. We don't realize that the things that are crossing our mind that we're thinking and saying aren't exactly loving. So it's time to shine a light on those patterns and become aware. Notice it. You can say it out loud. You know what? I actually don't love this person. I do not have loving feelings towards this person. And I want to be very clear. It is your thoughts that are creating those feelings. It is a thought that creates those feelings. Okay. We have talked about this before. I will continue to talk about it. It is a pillar of life coaching, but I just think it's important that you know that you can't just be like, I just don't love them. It's just not there. It is a thought that's creating that feeling and you can choose to keep that thought and choose to keep that feeling. It is 100% allowed and up to you, but I would like you to be aware and to be conscious that you are having a thought that is contributing to these feelings of not love. So once you've started to work on that awareness, it's time to move into step two, which is giving yourself some grace and some compassion. And just allow yourself to sit with those feelings and those thoughts when they come up. So you notice it and you don't judge yourself for it. A thought comes up like, oh, I really don't like that person. Don't be like, oh, I'm a terrible person because I don't like that person. Just be like, oh, hey, look, there it is again. Just don't judge yourself. Allow yourself compassion. If you allow yourself space and compassion to just sit with it and allow those feelings to come up, then that opens you up to questioning that thought and making room and more space to maybe loosen up the thought a little bit. If you go, oh, here's my thought. I don't like that thought. I want to have another thought. And you try to, we call it thought swapping. 
it's like, have you ever seen somebody give a baby the wrong pacifier? Like they've got their brand, their pacifier that they know that they love. And you put the wrong pacifier in their mouth and they will chuck it right out. And that's what your brain will do. So if you've got this thought, that person is inconsiderate. You can't just go, never mind, just kidding, that person's considerate. It's not going to work. Your brain will reject it. And then you're just going to end up with more confusing and hurtful thoughts. So we gently allow those thoughts to come up without judgment. And then we start to question them. My favorite question, why? Why am I thinking this? Where is this thought coming from? How is this thought serving me? You must be getting something from this thought. So why are you continuing to hang on to that thought? I know that some of the thoughts that I have about people that I am struggling, that I struggle with, with the agape situation is they are like a life raft that I feel like I need to hang on to, or I'm going to get hurt again. I know how I'm using that thought to serve me. But how is the thought not serving me? You can ask questions like, what if this person is supposed to be in my life in this way? What am I learning from the challenges that I go through with this person? And how about this one? Is this person doing the best that they can? And I want to offer you a spoiler alert. They are. They are. And I know you want to say no, and I know you want to argue with me, and you might even be yelling back at the speaker or whatever it is you're listening to right now, because I did that the first time that I heard this from Brene Brown. I argued. I said, absolutely not. And then could think of all the people that weren't doing the best they can. But then when you think about what is happening in their lives or what you don't know about their story, they're doing the best they can. Also... I want to be very clear when I say getting to love does not mean that you then let them into your life and you allow them full access. You still keep boundaries. And that boundary may be that they don't, you don't interact with them, but you can still feel love towards these people. It's a big concept. It's a hard concept. I struggle with it a lot, which is why I wanted to do this podcast. But it is through the process of noticing your thoughts, not judging your thoughts, and then questioning them, that you can begin to chip away at those unloving thoughts piece by piece until you create space for the loving feelings that will heal you. Because let me tell you, my friend, love really is everything. It is our greatest protector and our most powerful healer, our surest path to overcoming all the negativity in this imperfect world. So let's work towards embracing love for ourselves and others. And let's let it be our guiding light in this crazy journey we call life. I want to thank you so much for being with me today. I really appreciate the time that you spend with me. And I want to tell you, I love doing this and I'm going to continue to do this if, you know, my mother-in-law and my mom are my only listeners, but 
I would really love it if I had a few more listeners, right? Wouldn't we all? I do put my heart into every single episode that I create. It's coming from a place of me working towards my own healing and processing through my own journey. And I hope that in the process, I can offer some information and some way to help you in your story. If you have a moment, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a rating and a review. And honestly, just, you know, tell somebody, tell somebody about the podcast, share it with them, share it on your social media. That's how we get the word out. Happy Valentine's Day next week. I hope everybody has a wonderful and loving day. And I want you to know that you are loved and that you matter no matter who you are or where you are in your story. Thank you so much. And we will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me in the middle of my story. My theme music is White Linen by Asher Child. He's my kid. You can find all of his amazing music on all streaming platforms. And you know, it just wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't ask you to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. But seriously, it would really mean so much to me if you did. Thank you so much and see you next time.